We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This week's episode is, of course, sponsored by TickPick, which should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Striking Gold podcast and the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Letter. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks. And joining me for this episode is... Former co-host of the Striking Gold podcast, but still gets comes on often enough to, I guess, own the close friend of the podcast title, KP Kyle Posey of Niners Nation. Hello, sir. How are you? Doing great, man. How are you? Happy holidays. Hope you had a good Christmas and all that jazz. You too, man. I did. Mm-hmm. Ha- I did have a good Christmas. It was par for the course. Presents? Huh? Do you get, do you get presents? Yeah, I get presents, bro. <laughs> I got some uh, some AirPod Pros. Nice. I got some new a new pair of Oakleys. I yeah. got I don't know uh, some other things. You know the the old reliable jeans and hoodies Always. and you know the shit you weren't excited for as a kid, but now when you get them as adults, you're like hell yeah! I don't have to go clothes shopping. What's crazy is like I'm the same way, pretty much across the board, getting those those usuals, but we wear them like right away too. <laughs> Yeah, I've already I've I've already worn I've worn the I wore the the hoodie I got for Christmas like the next day. Nice. <laughs> yes, very same. And uh, I'm trying to think if I if I left anything out. I got a Nerf gun. That was fun. My mm-hmm. mom made the mistake of, of she always gives us. My mom always gives me and my little brother. And I say little, or he's thirty. Uh, she always gives us like a gift that we can play with like that morning. Usually, it's something that flies through the air, and then we just eventually crash it within like an hour, and it's done. But this one, this time she got us uh, Nerf guns. So I was just walking around the house shooting my family with uh, with a Nerf gun. So That's I'm a little kid it. like that. Do you get any? Uh, do you get any standout gifts? Do you get gifts? Um, not not nothing standout. Like I AirPods, the same. It's like honestly, a lot of the same. What you said. I no gun, no Nerf guns, but just AirPods, <laughs> clothes, things I need around the house, things that I probably should have gotten, but you know, they came through for me in Christmas, so I didn't have to worry about it. Right. Yeah, I got the uh, I got the girlfriend a, a an espresso machine for Christmas, and I mean I'm not a big coffee guy. Are you a coffee guy? Not really. So I, I I've been coming around just 
this last year just because coaching because I'm a walking zombie. But um, outside right. of that, not really. How about you? No, I'm, I'm not at all. Like I even went through, you know, my, my time in the military getting up at, you know, before the sun does constantly. And I just never drank coffee and I probably won't start, but Nespresso and espresso machines and all that, it's like real classy with like the foam on top. So maybe I'll drink one every now and then just to feel sophisticated and, you know, worth more than I am. But, um, no, not a big coffee guy, but she is. So that's all that matters. Right. Um, speaking of gifts, 49ers gifted us with the, uh, if you thought their playoff push wasn't dramatic enough, um, they've, they've made it even more so the old, uh, the old Jimmy Garoppolo has found a new and unique way to find the sidelines. Well, I guess right now we're suspecting he's going to find the sidelines. If you haven't heard and you've been in the mountains with no cell phone reception, roaming water damage, um, Jimmy Garoppolo hurt his thumb and, I'll leave. I'll, I'll I'll send this over to you. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play again this season? Probably not. Just based on the thumb injury, the way that they're describing it, um, doctors, MDs say it's a four, five, six week injury. Of course, is, like is that very similar to what Russell Wilson just came back too early from? So I'm not sure how similar that is, but I know Drew Brees had a very similar, like a almost identical injury, and he missed five weeks two years ago in 2019. So. I feel like that's more realistic. But even so, Russell Wilson, you just talked about how he came back early. Even if you were to come back, what, four weeks early, that's like pushing the NFC Championship? Right, right. Um, so just to shed a little bit more light on it, uh, Kyle Shanahan initially met with the media after Kyle, um, uh, the 49ers media had reported that Jimmy Garoppolo was not at practice. And this is coming off the Tennessee Titans loss, obviously not a high point of Jimmy Garoppolo's career. Um, it, I, I thought about having you on the pod after that game, because I know that you would have just unloaded on <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, but, um, I kind of just knocked it out. And so this is, you know, this is coming off that Titans game. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is not out on the practice field. Then he tells the media after practice during his uh, you know normal meeting with the media that Jimmy Garoppolo sprained his thumb and wasn't able to go today at practice. Like that's kind of how he said it. Like Jimmy Garoppolo has a thumb sprain. Yeah, it wasn't feeling good today, so he didn't practice. We'll see if we get him back on Wednesday. And then, like, after that, you know, it, not really any more information was shed on it throughout the, the press conference other than the fact that it happened on um, on a sack. And you can go back and watch the play. Uh, do, you, do you remember the guy that was sacking him? Was it – I knew his name started with an A, didn't it? What was it? I, yeah, I thought it was, don't uh, remember. I don't think it was. I'm not going to guess the name. But so he got sacked, and the guy, the way the guy grabbed him, it was on a sack where he kind of got spun around and slammed a little bit. Um, the guy essentially grabbed him by his throwing hand and threw him down. And um, I've seen plenty of clips on it, but that was pretty much all we heard. We never heard about it after the game. And uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan said it. You know, in effect, apparently affected him in the second half. Especially on that bad throw where he threw an interception, it, it especially affected him on that on that play. But once Kyle Shanahan was like, "Yeah, it's a thumb sprain. We don't think he's going to be able to go. We'll see on Wednesday." Then the news broke from your national media guys, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, that no, it was not a thumb sprain. It was a torn thumb muscle and a fracture, which is significantly worse than just saying a thumb sprain. So I don't know, man, what's your take on the whole deal and uh, just kind of how it was handled and you got any suspicions or just kind of Kyle Shanahan being coy? I was going to say, it's just Kyle Shanahan just being a head coach, just being a football coach in general. So uh, we find out that it, it 
is probably going to be a significant injury when he says, yeah, he, he's going to be reevaluated on Wednesday. So in like two days, he might practice. And Ian Rapport at first says he's going to try to gut it out. Like Garoppolo's going to try to gut it out. But uh, Shen- or Schefter comes on and says that like 10 minutes later, oh, by the way, it's a UCL. So just all types of reports coming out, it makes it sound like somebody is trying to control the narrative and somebody's trying to get over on what Shannon said. Like, hey, man, not just a sprain, a little bit more than that. So that's why I was like, hmm. I was just kind of wondering, like, what are you guys really trying to get out of here? But, yeah, I think it, it, all, it all comes back to, you know, what's next with Jimmy. I think that's – yeah, that's a great way of putting it because if you look at it from Shanahan's point of view, it would benefit him to play the – Jimmy Garoppolo could still play card because either that means they now I don't necessarily think an NFL defense really has to put in that much special preparation for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, but you know, they either over over commit to preparing for Jimmy Garoppolo because they still think he's going to play or the Texans over commit to, uh, you know, Trey Lance and then Jimmy Garoppolo ends up playing. But you know, that, that seems like the card that Kyle Shanahan would play. Whereas, Anybody who's in Jimmy Garoppolo's corner that would have given that information to Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport would be looking beyond the 49ers. Like they're saying, look, Jimmy Garoppolo was coming off a really, really, really good stretch of quarterback play. He had, you know, his first bad game in five or six weeks. And in that game, he severely injured his thumb. And, you know, we need to make sure that the NFL world knows exactly what happened. That way, when teams are going and looking at their options after this season, everybody knows Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be available, whether he just gets outright released or the 49ers work out a trade. And the better he can be viewed, the better that bad game can be viewed with a little bit of of context of the fact that his finger was destroyed. Um, You know, that, that, so I guess you can see it from both sides, right? Like why things are going both ways. So it just all kind of seemed weird. Like I'm not putting on a tinfoil hat because I really don't, I don't care that much. I don't think it goes that far, but you know, you the never see mesh. It was, yeah, right, right. It was just weird. Like you never saw anything from it during the game. You never saw him put, you never saw him get it treated. You never saw him put any sort of a splint or a bandages on it after and, you know, the fact that, okay, here's the ultimate dude. Have you seen the people breaking down the opening of the water? Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo used his phone. Right what do you mean? To, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody quote tweet. So somebody, if you guys hadn't seen this, somebody posted a clip on Twitter of Jimmy Garoppolo opening a water bottle in the press conference after the game with his right hand, and was using that as a, as a way of saying Jimmy Garoppolo is okay because opening a plastic water bottle is the same as playing football in the NFL. So if you can do one, you can do the other. I love the internet. What a beautiful mistake. I know, man. So there, we were going that far, but you know, there was nothing on his hand after the game, nothing on his hand during the game. It wasn't brought up after the game in the injury report that, you know, obviously we're kind of talking about why Shanahan would have any incentive to kind of downplay the injury, which I mean, Shanahan's already shown us on countless times that he loves toying with the media. He doesn't care if he's, he's brutally honest at times. And then he's purposely like, like vague as fuck sometimes <laughs> he he knows when to do what and uh you know it just uh, people were kind of just taking it a little a little too far i did think the uh throwing in the oh well yeah i mean i think it really affected him in that that first throw of the third quarter like that was great 
That's what Shanahan has against. Well, why, man? Like, yeah, we get you're trying to save face. We get, you know, you, you don't want to put the pressure on the quarterback. You don't want to make it sound like it's all the quarterback's fault, but t- to go out of your way and, and name one specific play, uh, that was pretty good. Well, and, and that's the one thing he said in that press conference too, or at least in the press conference after the game was, you know, well, there those those interceptions were on more than on more than just Jimmy. And I'm like, and I was telling you before we recorded, like, I'm a pretty level-headed dude. I don't bust Jimmy probably as hard as I should, and I don't praise him that much. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm probably pretty level, like, pretty even keel when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. But when he said, like, you know, those interceptions weren't just on Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sitting over here going, you know, they, they were. <laughs> yep. We they, have eyes. We're watching. They they were just on him, and, and that's just the interceptions, not to mention the, the missed touchdown throw, the missed fourth down throw, and the other possible interception that should have been intercepted. So, I mean, he's trying to do his part to stick up for his quarterback, but it's it's silly. And he it's has silly. been consistent with that. Like, he's never really been one to throw Jimmy under the bus. And not when there have only been just like with his body mistakes, just with his body language on the sideline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All timers always. Right. Right. So what's your take on the whole deal, man? Like what, what are your thoughts on, on Jimmy Garoppolo's injury and kind of where he sits with the team? Yeah. I mean, it's tough to imagine him playing a game for the 49ers again, right? Just because now we're, and we'll talk about the playoffs, but they have to win against the Texans. So if Trey plays well against the Texans, Knowing that Jimmy is still like iffy because if he was going to try to gut it through this week, it's probably going to be the same the following week against the Rams. But if Trey plays well after conveniently having the best practice of his life of ever, um, <laughs> you would think that the 49ers would continue to roll with a guy who can actually grip a football and he just won. So that, it's tough to imagine, you know, Jimmy coming back early from an injury after we've seen that happen and it not go very well. So maybe they just put him on ice. And yeah, I don't, I, I have a hard time imagining we see number 10 under center for the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it, that's kind of where I am. Like it it just doesn't, and it's not like, it's not like it's his ring finger, you know, it's his thumb, which I'm no doctor. Everything. Right. It's pretty much the most important finger when it comes to handling and throwing a football and, so it's not like something that he we could kind of just expect him to push through. It's really important, and it's on his throwing hand. If it was on his left hand, no one would give a shit and be like, "Dang, man, that's gonna suck." It's hopefully he doesn't fumble the ball, you know, after, on the snap. But it, it's not like that. It's it's really really significant. So to me, it just seems like it's time for Trey Lance. And like you said, he just happened to come off the best month of practice for a backup quarterback ever in the history of the NFL <laughs> and as the scout team quarterback. And, and so now we finally get to see what it's about. And, and I would say it's a, you know, it's a relatively soft landing landing point for the old Trey Lance to jump in. But we'll talk more Trey Lance before we get into Trey Lance, which is what we're going to talk about for the rest of the podcast, essentially. Um what were your thoughts on the uh, on John Lynch's liked tweet? Yeah, fat fingered it at church, huh? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Get off your phone at church, John. <laughs> Very believable story. I mean, I could see that not actually being him, but there's no need to fabricate it. I don't think that's <laughs> that's not going to help. You know, saying using the story that he did, and like he could have gone a million different ways, and 
they all would have been better than that one. Um, I don't think it's, you know, anything. I, honestly, if you're scrolling Twitter, you're probably going to like something that's just funny, just naturally, human instinct. And maybe he did that and he didn't think twice of it, forgetting for one second, I'm the general manager of a football team and everybody can <laughs> see what I do. Um, perhaps that was it. Or just, again, like it could have been anything. So I, I really don't think – even if he actually did it, I don't think it's a big deal because any human who watched that game would not come away thinking, you know what, Jimmy's going to be fine from this. But yeah, like it was <laughs> it was not a good game. So even if he did, like emotions were probably running high. Again, didn't think anything of it. I don't think it's a big deal either way because that's not the story. Like the story is, um, you know, as we just talked about, will we ever see Jimmy again? And <laughs> like a month ago, Peter King – the 49ers are going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo if he keeps playing this way. Now, after like his second injury where Trey Lance is the, – the only reason we've seen Trey Lance is twice now is because of an injury, which is the real reason he was brought in. I don't know. Time and time, stories and stories, nothing is ever – like when it comes to the 49ers and it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, why isn't anything ever normal with this team? I don't know, man. It was weird. I wonder – I just want to like be transported – to other teams, like maybe if like, kind of like the matrix where like you could just have random information uploaded into your brain. Like I wish I knew the shit that went on with other teams as it, as intimately as I know what goes on with the 49ers, because it sure seems fucking weird here. Like it just, it never seems normal. And we always joke about the fact that even the off season, even in times where you think it would be completely dark, that 49ers always give us something to talk about. And to me, with the whole John Lynch thing, do I think it was an accident? Yeah. I, do I think he thought that tweet was funny? Yes. But either you, who you know, doesn't either, like why right, is that? A, who cares? Even if you're a Jimmy Garoppolo fan, that shit's funny. He had a bad game. Leave him in Tennessee. Like, okay, that's funny. But the, to me, he didn't even need to jump on Twitter and explain it. Like, just unlike the tweet and move on, man. No one cares. Like. Let 49ers Twitter freak out for literally eight hours. They have the memory of an experimental rat, and then they'll move on to something else, you know, like Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb being injured. So it, it was funny. It, it didn't, and it, it reminded me of, uh, I don't know who you know, Jake Hayner is, the quarterback for the, the Bulldogs. Yeah, Fresno State. And he, when the head coach left, he put in, went to the transfer portal and was is presumably going to go to Washington to be with the head coach that he followed here to Fresno state. And he decided to go to exit the transfer portal, you know, whatever you have to do, the Ant-Man stuff from, from, from the portal, the bracelets and stuff. And he like posted this, posted this video on Twitter, like apologizing to all the Bulldog fans for, for trying to transfer and then not transferring. And I'm just sitting there watching it going like, dude, you don't have to do this. Like nobody cares, man. Do you don't owe us an explanation. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And it's it's not, not the same situation, but I felt the same thing with John Lynch. Like, do you have to explain yourself, man? Who the hell cares? It's fucking Twitter. Like Dave Chappelle said, it's not real life. It's not a real place. It's not at all, man. It's not a real place. If you swipe up and close that app, none of these people exist. I know. I know. It's awesome. It's awesome. So I I didn't think it was a big deal. The tweet was funny. If you didn't see the tweet, it was just this picture of a dude looking in through an airplane window. And it just said, hey, John Lynch, leave Jimmy in Tennessee. And, uh, And it was funny. And that was it. And, you know, people made a big deal out of it. And even Kyle Shanahan was like, um, it's John Lynch, man. He barely knows how to use Twitter. So. Right. And and Kyle said, I'd probably do the same thing if I have a Twitter. That's why I don't have one. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I can't tell you how many times I'm certainly not defending John Lynch. He, I don't care if he liked it. But you know, those the new like down arrow feature they added. Yeah. Like I've accidentally hit that like 32 times. 
And I'm like, damn, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I didn't mean to, like, <laughs> I no, have no idea what I'm. If you're just scrolling, you naturally, you're going to hit the heart eventually. Right. Like, that's going to happen. Right. That, that's not making this. Yeah. Right. So. Also true. All right. So before uh, we're going to get into Trey Lance and all the beautiful things we should be seeing on Sunday. But before we do, we got to quick get a quick word in from our friends over at TickPick. You have one more 49ers game, folks. There's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find 49ers tickets anymore. There's one more game left. You need to get on TickPick. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. They're the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all the NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of your NFL tickets. If you don't believe it, and you can find a better price for the same seats on another site, TickPick is going to give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Like I said, the 49ers have one home game left this Sunday against the Texans. Be a part of it. Get on TickPick.com slash gold, as in striking gold, and you're going to save $10 on your purchase of 49ers tickets. Again, that's TickPick.com slash gold. You're going to save 10 bucks on your tickets. Do it. Be a part of that last home game. Levi Stadium has had a respectable home atmosphere as of late. Um, so be a part of that and do the damn thing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. But, um, all right, dude. So here's, I, I suppose we've, uh, we buried the lead a little bit because what everybody obviously wants to hear us talk about is, and this is, I still need to, I, we need to preface this with saying we're still kind of assuming Trey Lance is going to start against the Texans on Sunday and Jimmy Garoppolo will not be able to play with his torn thumb and fractured thumb, which seems like a very safe assumption but the 49ers are so weird about injuries that I guess you always kind of have to leave the door open for something you don't expect. But, uh, I mean, just from the hip, what are your reactions to the fact that we uh, we get to see some more Trey Lance during the absolute midst of a playoff push? Yeah, we would have never guessed, right? Even like two weeks ago. Even if Jesse Bates would have caught the interception, 
you still, you probably were thinking, well, this is Jimmy's show just because we're so deep into the season that you're not going to over, you're not just going to throw a rookie in there. So I guess it's, it's cool, but the circumstances, knowing that the pressure, knowing that he's probably going to be pressing, there are inevitably going to be mistakes when a quarterback plays. Um, to, they got to win these games to make the playoffs. And that maybe that makes it more exciting. Maybe that, you know, will sharpen him up. It, you can go in so many different ways with this. So I think that's probably the most fascinating thing about just Lance being under center because we don't know what we're going to see because he's played one game. And that one game, he was probably dealing with a broken bone in his finger. Uh, he did not have his best player on the team. Um, there was a lot of, there was a lot going on then. And supposedly, as you said, you know, he's grown so much because of the work mm-hmm. he's got in, in practice, which I actually do agree with. And, and I know that, so I guess I'll say, I'll preface this by saying to begin the season, I would have started Trey Lance from the jump. Knowing how they've handled it, I would have let him continue to grow during practice. And I agree with how they've handled that situation. So I'm interested to see, yeah, if if the growth in practice, if the work in practice is really paying off, I think there's not a better team to face than the Texans, um, knowing that how what they do compared to what the 49ers do. So I'm pretty excited to see what he's going to do. I'm pretty excited to see if he's going to run a lot, if he's going to throw the ball a lot, if he's going to push the ball down the field. How aggressive will Shanahan be with him? Um, is he if he does make a mistake, will Shanahan, you know, dumb the off, dumb the offense down like he does with Jimmy? There, there are so many different questions that can happen with this, but. Um, I really just want to see him let it loose, man, not play Tim and be aggressive. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is like, you know, it, it's a must-win game for the 49ers. Like, we, we'll talk a little bit more about all the playoff scenarios we were messing around with before we hit record. But really, for the most part, you know, the quickest way to summarize a lot of that is, the, you know, things become a lot more safe if the 49ers beat the Texans, as they should. The Texans are 4-11. and They are a shitty football team no matter what they did against the Chargers. Right. And, and, you know, if if anything, and you look at that game, you can say that that game happened at the absolute perfect time for the 49ers because obviously the Texans had gotten themselves to a point where they could summon the football courage to beat a, a respectable team like the Chargers. Uh, you know, in a way, gives them a little bit more confidence, you know, coming into the, the home game against the 49ers. But at the same time, now you have a 49ers team who was already in must-win mode that but could have still maybe overlooked the Texans a little bit. And now you've got a Texans team that best beat the Chargers and the 49ers. Oh shit, let's make sure we have all our, our I's dotted, our T's crossed, and the players aren't, you know, you, you see it all the time. Just players that just play down to another team's level and not including the whole Trey Lance factor in all this. You know, maybe that win against the Chargers. Did a little bit for the 49ers as well. And the fact that like, hey, let's not fuck around here. Um, but Trey Lance, man, yeah, it's uh, it's wild. You know, it's a really, 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 really weird time for him to step into the mix. The 49ers are in a must-win game against the Texans. You know, it's a great game in the fact that it's against a bad team with a bad defense. And given what we know about the 49ers and what they're capable of doing, we've seen them shit the bed plenty of times this season, but... At the very least, on the offensive side of the ball, if all things were normal, you would expect the 49ers to drop 30-plus against against the Texans. But now you got to add Trey Lance into the mix. And does that make them more potent? Does it make them – because here's the thing with me, man. Like, we were getting 
he did have that good stretch, and I don't want to take that away from him. But even in those good stretch, that good stretch, we were getting rookie mistakes from Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, like some of the throws he was making, the decisions he was making, the mistakes he was making, the reads he was missing. You know, Every it, game. It, it, that was like the only difference is how long they've been playing. It's you know, if Trey Lance did that shit, would be like, oh man, you know, dudes, whatever. He's played in two games. It, it happens, but. Jimmy Garoppolo has played in a lot of games and he's been around a while. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to even say, unless I'm just severely diminishing Jimmy Garoppolo's ability, like maybe there won't be a drop off. I'm not so sure that there is, that there will be, especially against Houston. So they're not a team that's going to get a lot of pressure. I mean, just the, what they do well, what the 49ers do well, matches up perfectly with what the Texans do. Poorly. And then if you fast forward a week, Kyle Shannon knows Rams like the back of his hands. Who's not going to put Trey in like a, a position where he well, just look at how they, they play with Jimmy under center against the Rams. So I don't think that's going to be too differently. Um, obviously, if you if you get to the playoffs, that's a whole other story. But Lance is going to be a much better player with George Kittle to throw the freaking ball to. <laughs> Why wouldn't he next, be? That's my next question on the notes. What just what do you what are some of the things that are different now? Even can be the obvious things. What are some of the things that are different now versus when Trey Lance started against the, the Cardinals? I don't think that Debo Samuel was even the player that he is today. No. Nope. Back then. So, nope. I was going to say that too. Yeah. Like he wasn't this guy that was so sure they'll throw like the backside RPO slant or whatever, but he's not getting these jet sweeps or even using him as a true running back. That didn't happen until like right around Jacksonville, I believe, or right around that area. So you have this. Super level superstar Debo, who's yeah, who's morphed into a superstar. You have Kittle, who before he was hurt was not playing anywhere near the level that he's been since he came back from injury. I mean, you guys can see, you guys know his numbers by now. And then Brandon Ayuk, who Kyle Shannon likes again, and he's actually <laughs> running routes. I think his emergence has allowed Debo to be able to move around like a chess piece in the backfield all over the place. So, like those three players are really freaking good. And I think Elijah Mitchell's gotten better. I think the line's gotten more comfortable. They, The more that they play together, you can tell that they're getting better. Um, yeah, I, I really think that they're going to be able to take their offense to another level. Now, he has to take care of the football. He has to also throw the ball. He can't just be dropping back, looking to, you know, if the first read's not open and take off. He has to play quarterback. And I think he also has to play on time. If he can do those things... I don't see why they wouldn't hit 30 points a game. I don't see why they wouldn't beat the Rams, even if the Rams are playing at full strength, again, because of the familiarity. But there's a lot of things that he does well that Shanahan already does. So, again, if if Trey Lance just does the quarterback things that Shanahan allows you to, because we talked about this a little bit before we air on the air. Um, When you think of, like, the, the highest level of play from Jimmy Garoppolo over the course of his career, and especially this season, like, how many would we point to, like, whoa, like, that was a really good play. Like, there's a good throw here and there, but there's nothing that you wouldn't think that Trey Lance would be able to do. So, again, if he just plays on time, I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, I mean, you probably can't understate the value of what Trey Lance has had over the last – I mean, what, what week did he play? What week did he play the Cardinals? Like, week like four five or five? Or six? Week yeah, five. Yeah. earlier. So, I mean, that's it's been it's been 10 weeks since then, 11 weeks since then, and he's got to watch Jimmy Garoppolo 
struggle. He's got to watch Jimmy Garoppolo play well. He's gotten all this time to, you know, sit down in these meetings and be introduced to the game plan by Kyle Shanahan. Because obviously, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is the one out there executing it. But Trey Lance has to know all the same shit. Because especially when you're backing up Jimmy Garoppolo, 50% of the reason that the 49ers are moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo is because he struggled to stay on the field. And here we are. And so, you know, and Trey Lance knows that. And he could go about his week to week assuming that there's a a decent chance that he might start that week or or at the very least come in during the game. Um, So, you know, there's just so much. I'd like to think there was just so much development that's happened between now and then. Just in every single facet of the game of the position for Trey Lance, you know, and, and he, you know, you would have liked to have seen, you know, and, and I guess a subtle plus is the, 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 this injury happened on a longer week, you know, that right. you would, you would want Trey Lance to get more than just another week. Cause that's what he had against the Cardinals is, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt against the Seahawks, I believe it was. And then they knew G- Trey Lance was going to start against the Cardinals. So he got a week. And he's only getting a week to prepare again, you know, in terms of reps with starters and stuff like that. But it's a little bit longer of a week, and he's had the whole season to kind of do his thing. After a month of the best practices we've ever seen in the history of a backup quarterback. So, And to be fair, like John Lynch was saying the same thing. Fred Warner brought up just like out of the blue how Trey had been, you know, carving them up in practice and even talked about his leadership. So the players are noticing, the general manager is noticing, and it does – you would think – that he would be able to carve up the Texans. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested to see how it goes, man. But I I lean towards him playing very, very well just because they have really good players on offense and they have been playing well. The only time that they don't score points is when there's a turnover, whether it's interception, fumble, you know, or a drop, like those sort of things. But like by and large, they they have been very efficient on offense. Yeah, I would even go to say is, you know, in, in terms of what's different from last time. You know, Elijah Mitchell's evolved into the man, and he might be the, uh, available for the game. Again, the 49ers don't have any reason to say that he's going to be right uh, until the last minute. Uh, and that would be a huge boost for Trey Lance because, I mean, with all due respect to him, I don't, I don't, last game he led the team in carries by like seven or eight carries. Not so idea. don't do that. You know, he basically doubled everybody else's carries. So you don't necessarily want that. I don't have a problem with Trey Lance running, obviously. We never will. But you don't want him to necessarily double the rest of the team in carries. That's not not sustainable. You know, and and so having Elijah Mitchell, you're going to have George Kittle. You're going to have Debo Samuel. You're, you know, like you said, an evolved Debo Samuel and an evolved Brandon Ayuk. And, I mean, one thing I was just going to ask is if – does a, does a scout offense, does a scout O go against the starting defense or does oh, yeah. the starting offense go against the starting defense? No. So he's been going against the 49ers once this whole time. Why does, that's why, why does, Fred Warner does the starting offense that. go against? So they go against like the scout team defense. Okay. So they have a scout team for both. For both. I guess that makes sense. But I was just wondering, I was like, so, okay. So if, if Trey Lance's amazing month of practice has all come against the 49ers starting defense, which we know is no joke. Then, I mean, there's a lot to glean from that. You know, it's not like a, a pushover. <laughs> the 49ers have a lot of talent on defense. So if that has been the case and that's how they're practicing, then, you know, there's, there's a little bit of positive positivity to take from that. No, I agree hundred percent. And of course, you know, Nick Bosa can't take you to the ground, which matters, but he's not throwing to Debo Samuel or Brand Ayuk either. So if he's really making move with Travis Benjamin or whoever he's throwing it to, then that's equally as impressive. Right. 
right? So, I mean, it, it really it goes beyond this game, too. Like, if, if Trey Lance plays really well against the Texans, you know, and then I really don't know what to make of Jimmy Garoppolo's injury, but let's just say it wasn't as serious as we thought or or Jimmy Garoppolo really is going to try and gut it out. Jim, Trey Lance plays well against the Texans. And then they're coming up against the Rams. Like the 49ers could be in a really, really tough spot because you'll have a Trey Lance that played well against the Texans, who is, uh, you know, knock on wood, presumably 100% healthy versus a Jimmy Garoppolo that's obviously got all that experience but might be hampered by a finger injury. Where do you go from there? And then, you know, you can you can say the same thing if the 49ers manage to make it into the playoffs. You know, let's say that Trey Lance also played well against the Rams. We're really getting into hypotheticals here. But, I mean, you could see how this situation could really evolve in terms of uh, just getting interesting yeah. <laughs> and pre- presenting the 49ers with some tough decisions because, I mean, what do you do, man? What do you do? What would you do? What do you What do you expect? I mean, what, maybe a better way to approach this is, like, what do you see happening? Yeah, I mean, if, Lance, if they score 30 with Lance and he's going to start, I feel like no matter – well, of course, Jimmy. They they could say whatever they want to with Jimmy. So that's they they have the ball in their court right now. So no matter what happens, they can spin it to where oh now we need this guy to start. Oh, this guy's going to start because he's healthy. So uh, now it would get tricky because you know if Jimmy comes out, well, he's not really a vocal guy, but um, if he says that he's practicing or if he returns to practice after Trey Lance throws for three touchdowns and you know rushes for eighty yards or whatever it is. Um, that would be very difficult um, to take him off the field, even if Jimmy does return to practice. So that would be the only tricky part. But still, I, I, I don't think there's any turning back. I would imagine based on him getting a full week of preparation. So he was taking the, the snaps in their bonus practice on Monday, and he's going to take this, the reps for the rest of the week. He's probably going to look prepared. He's probably just going to be prepared a lot more than he was in Arizona a couple months ago. So I, I don't know. I just don't see why it would be – why you're going to take him off the field. So I, I would lean Lance and I, I feel pretty confident that he's going to be the quarterback for the rest of the season. For the rest of the season and, and, and beyond, you right, know, and right. this is, I'm also assuming this Jimmy, this injury to Jimmy Garoppolo seems like the end of his season. So even if the 49ers managed to like make the playoffs and then win the first round of the playoffs all without Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I don't think he's coming back. Like, it just it seems more significant than anybody is allowing themselves to let on. I mean, the national guys reported seemingly exactly what it is, but it does seem like an injury that would be the end of his season. And again, if you're talking about a superstar quarterback, you're talking about a Tom Brady, you're talking about you know any of the top guys, a Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know a Josh Allen, and they had this injury, then obviously every ounce of that that team's efforts would be going towards seeing how quickly they could get that quarterback back into the fold. Those those teams also don't have a third overall pick chilling in the in the stable. So it just you know when you look at it the way everything has added up so far. And it, to me it was almost a bonus that, you know, I I thought about jumping on the pod yesterday, but there was also a part of me that just wanted to wait to see how you know what other information would come out, how everything would unfold. And I, I, you know, I figured we'd learn just a little bit more and, you know, sure enough we did, but it's just, you know, the 49ers just kind of are in a position where it seems like it's Trey Lance from here on out and we'll see what we get. And, you know, it's, 
in a way it sucks for Trey Lance because he has to basically come into the into the into the fold with playoff expectations and then you're either you fell short and you didn't make the playoffs or you now you're in the playoffs and you'd rather not go one and done but you know that we're getting a little too far ahead of ourselves uh, but at the same time like what if you're a true competitor and you're a true like you love this shit then what cooler time to come into the fold like seriously it, like what cooler time to step in and be able to start your story off with a fucking bang. Like, you know, you could, you could look at the positives and say, maybe Trey Lance kind of crumbles under the pressure or, and it's hard to even say that because this team hasn't proven it as a whole, hasn't proven itself a playoff team per se. Um, or, you know, you look at a story that Trey Lance writes where he just comes out and, you know, teleports you back to Colin Kaepernick first coming in against the, the bears or whatever, and just starts, lighting things up you know so it's it's exciting though no matter what no matter what you want to call it it's it's exciting and i'm looking forward to you know to seeing what we get because i mean fuck man we're we're in like i said in the middle of the 49ers in like for the most part win now mode and here comes trey lance we presume yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that we can assume that he's going to be started. Of course, things can change like football is fluid, but, well, there there are going to be people in your mention saying, hey, you idiot, <laughs> Garoppolo's the <laughs> starter. Um, but, no, I think it's just about the storyline. So this can go in so many different ways that that's why it's exciting. Like, whether it's good, whether it's bad, no matter how people feel, I'm excited to see how people react to how Lance plays. Like, if he plays very well – Will it be, oh, it's only because it's the Texans? If he struggles, is it going? Is he going to have the rookie excuse? Or is it going to be because, hey, it's the Texans. You should be playing well. What's the issue? So I think just even if we just limit it to that, there are so many different ways that it, that it can go. But again, I think the 49ers are so well-equipped to beat the Texans. And, I mean, we've seen it when whenever, again – when they take care of the ball, when they throw the ball, when they run the ball, when they do the things that they're supposed to do, it is very hard to slow them down. And I don't think Trey Lance is going to you know, hinder them. I don't think he's going to be a guy who is the reason that the 49ers start to struggle, even if they do play a playoff team like the Rams. And I think that's something that, something else that's you know just exciting to see. If Shanahan takes the training wheels off the offense, if he is mo- even more aggressive, if he dials it back, so many different ways you can spin it. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right. And if you're looking at the Texans, you know, because this will essentially serve as our, our preview for the game, they the Texans are, are exactly what the 49ers need them to be to, to give Trey Lance the little bit of boost that he needs. Now, again, they look pretty damn good against the Chargers. But that's if you've watched the Texans throughout the season, that game was an anomaly more than it was anything else. 
But in terms of passing yards a game, the Texans offense is right near the very bottom of the NFL. Rush yards a game, they're at the bottom of the NFL. Uh, in terms of rushing yards allowed from a defensive perspective, they're at the bottom of the NFL, which that is really all it takes for the 49ers. Like, it doesn't really matter how good somebody is against the pass against them because all they want to do is run the ball. Like, and especially if you got Trey Lance back there, not to say they're not going to pass, but if you got a shitty run defense, you're in a long in for a long night against the 49ers. And we've come to find out that it, it does matter. Cause obviously I think Elijah Mitchell's pretty talented, but it doesn't even matter who they trot back there. They're going to get like five yards of carry and they're going to enjoy it. And then you're going to have a Trey Lance that, you know, everybody has to respect any type of, uh, you know, read play, any type of play action. It's all got to be honored with a guy like Trey Lance. And the Texans pass defense isn't that great anyways. Statistically, it's the 19th best in the NFL. So it's in terms of getting Trey Lance, you know, hitting the ground running, as they would say, even though Mythbusters try that, you don't actually, <laughs> you don't actually run any faster if you hit the ground running. But um, it seems like a decent landing spot for Trey Lance to be able to come and do his thing, whether he's running the ball, a running back's running the ball, Kyle Juszczyk, Debo Samuel, t- take your pick, man. The 49ers are crazy. Um, it seems like just a decent matchup for the 49ers, and it's at home. So uh, just from a surface level, here's the team you're facing standpoint. It's a, it's a good place to be for Trey Lance. And, uh, I'm man, I'm just excited to see it. And like I said, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. Maybe the, the entire table gets flipped. Uh, tomorrow when Shanahan's like, oh man, Jimmy Garoppolo is actually good. Uh, he he was throwing today and he feels fine. It'll be, you know, we're all going to be like, Err! right. But what I think is probably the, a big reason why it's good to get him in against the Texans is just like his confidence. If he plays well, just think about it, like for a young player, when they see that they can play, like they just, their confidence goes through the roof. And I think that would be a big deal for him and his development, knowing that I can succeed in the NFL to, to see him get some early success will go a long way. I feel like. Yeah. And you're, you know, you would get early success against the, uh, the, the Texans and then go up against a Rams team that your team already kicked the shit out of them, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and he saw that happen and he knows how it was done. And he's like, I can do that shit. In fact, it's going to be worse, you know? So, it definitely, there is a way forward that really kind of, you know, and the cool thing is, you know, really spinning it even further forward is if Jimmy Garoppolo's done and, and if Trey Lance can just capture a little bit of positivity from whatever experience he's about to have, you know, if he makes some crazy plays and, you know, even if he makes some boneheaded plays, we we expect that. But if we see some exciting stuff from Trey Lance, all of that is going to be carried over to next season. Like, that's going to be the talk all offseason. We saw what Trey Lance did against the Rams. You know, we saw what Trey Lance did against the Texans. You saw what he did in the first round of the playoffs. They might have lost, but, like, that's, you know, and that, it, it could go the other way. You know, it, it could obviously not go well, and then you're talking about damaging somebody's confidence going into the, what's supposed to be their year. But it mm-hmm. also could could be something exciting where, like, that's what we're going to be talking about, about all offseason. You know, it's yep. just by the way, by the way that everyone's saying is like, everybody's excited to see him. Like Lakin Thomas was on the radio on KNBR and he was saying like his teammates are excited to see what he can bring, knowing that he has been playing at a high level. So um, even if he doesn't, you know, perform up to this. So we have to remember he's a number three overall pick, so he's going to have high expectations. Right. Um, and 
you know, the first time it was on a short week and it was short notice, but I don't know if he's going to have that type of leeway this time around. But again, just the way that the people around him talk, you would think that he's going to play well. And I don't think that. So Lagan Thompson said he's very, very coachable. And that's one thing they really like about him. So I wouldn't think that, you know, a, I'm not going to say like a negative performance, but like an iffy performance would shake up his confidence. No, I mean, I mean, at least it shouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hope so, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I mean, what is it? It's only Tuesday, huh? Damn, it's going to be a long week. Sunday's Sunday's (laughs) an eternity away. And I guess the last thing we should kind of mention is the situation the 49ers are in. So we got on uh, ESPN's little playoff machine, and we just tinkered around with things for like 10 minutes before we hopped on here and recorded with y'all. And Okay, so I, I guess presenting you with the easiest scenarios first. The easiest way for the 49ers to officially be ushered into the playoffs are for the 49ers to beat the Texans and for the Saints to lose to the Panthers. If that happens this Sunday, the 49ers are in, period. That's the easiest way. Will the Panthers beat the Saints? Probably not. I, I wouldn't think they're favored. You know, they're they're not a very good football team. Um, so you got that. And then obviously the second easiest scenario, or at least the easiest to explain, is the 49ers win against the Texans and win against the Rams, and they're in. Period. No, it doesn't matter what else happens. The 49ers are in the playoffs. But... I mean, I, I still don't know what the easiest way to explain this is. But if the 49ers don't beat the Texans, things get rough. They, As it, they should, by the way. Right, right, right. The 49ers don't beat the Texans. It becomes a lot about luck, a lot about relying on another team that's not expected to win, uh, you know, to win. Uh, and if the 49ers don't beat the Texans, it becomes really murky. I don't know what their official percentage would be, but I would guess that it's left less than 50 at that point. Um and then that that also would still include them having to beat the Rams on that last week of the season where the Rams are still going to now things could unfold differently other teams could win or lose that that change this but it it's likely that the Rams are going to have something to play for in that last week of the season you know better seating stuff like that so it, it, there's no I don't really think there's a reality where the Rams are going to be completely taking it easy on the 49ers shit you mentioned it before the pod even if the Rams don't necessarily have something to gain you do you do you rest your starters against Kyle Shanahan who's beaten you five times in a row yeah no shot man like I, this is my time to kick you while you're down I'm going to take advantage of you and your rookie quarterback but we just talked about um the losing to the Texans and what that would mean. So the Texans based on the money line. So even with Trey Lance starting somebody who started one game in two months as a rookie and hasn't played in two years, the 49ers are still 13 point favorites. And what that means is the Texans have an implied win probability of 12 and a half percent. So again, if they lose to the Texans, they deserve everything that comes after that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're really at you're really at a point where like if we can't beat the Texans even with Trey Lance then what the hell are we talking about playoffs Seriously. anyways you know and what are and, we doing here 
there's always the miracle team. There's the Giants, you know, the 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 the, the sixth, seventh seeds that that push their way all in all the way into the championship games or the Super Bowl. We see it, you know, pretty frequently, actually. You know, like it, it does happen. And you know, the 49ers could, of course, be one of those teams, and that's why you always you just want to make it into the show, and you never know what happens. But at the same time, I think being you know among the fan base, we know what this team is capable of and what it seems like they're not capable of. And, you know, losing to the Texans would be like, all right, it's it's as bad as we think it is. And let's just let's just pack up what dignity we have left and and start building towards 2022. But the easiest way to, for me to explain those playoff scenarios is to your guys is is beat the Texans, because if they don't beat the Texans, things get real bad. And even if they do beat the Texans, Texans, things aren't foolproof. You know, the, the 49ers would still need, you know, I'm assuming things are foolproof if they don't beat the Rams, which the Rams are going to be favored, I would assume. The 49ers are likely going to be starting a backup quarterback. It's going to be in the Rams stadium. Um, and so just kind of going by that, you know, I, I, do we favor the 49ers to beat the Rams? Probably because they do it like clockwork. Um, but at the same time, the NFL world won't necessarily favor them. So let's just assume that the 49ers may not beat the Rams uh, with their maybe their rookie quarterback. So you just you got to start it off with beating the Texans, and then things get a little little easier from there if you can't beat the Rams. But you know, to me, it just all starts with the Texans. Like, do what you got to do there, and then we'll worry about the next week. The next week. Exactly. That that's the simple say. We can take it one step at a time. Like take care of your business here, and then we can talk about you know what's to come. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's our job to talk about it. I'm not like trying to treat it like a coach. Like one week at a time. But the scenarios are so you know intertwined that you really just we need to get the Texans win out of the way, along with the rest of the NFL, and see who beats who. That way, you really kind of know what's going on. But you know, the easiest scenario right now. And again, the 49ers could be into the playoffs by the end of this week if the Panthers beat the Saints. Depends, and the Saints are a shell of themselves right now. We'll see how many players they get back from the COVID craziness. And, you know, if the 49ers beat the Texans, Panthers beat the Saints, and that's it. It's all over. You don't have to worry about it anymore. The 49ers in the playoffs. But, you know, okay. it's the NFL. Let me, let me stop you there. For, uh, 49ers clinch week 17. They go on the road against the Rams. Are you sitting Kittle? Are you sitting, you know, Debo? Are you sitting Elijah Mitchell? Are you sitting your stars? But you still want to get Trey Lance reps, right? I'm not sitting a single player. Okay. I would tell these guys, look, we are we are not good enough to to just chill. Like, I like and, that. and we have a rookie quarterback that needs your help. And and that's what I Walla would say. Like, you know, like it That's just, all you'd have to say. That's a great line, by the way. Right. I mean, it's like you would still have to trot Trey Lance out there for the most part. You know, I guess you could throw out your back of quarterback, but you, coach, like that is so much more of a delicate dance than people think it is. You know, like you can't just throw guys out there who have never been out there because, you know, everybody's a person, a personality, a a face. Like you can't just be like, we know we haven't given a shit about you all season, but here you go, man. Yeah. It's to me, I would just keep charging on like business as usual, you know, and and the fact that that new unit, because to me, a Kyle Shanahan offense led by Trey Lance is an entirely new unit compared to the exact same offense, but with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, like they need some time and some live reps to figure it out and slowly evolve into whatever the 49ers are going to evolve into under Trey Lance. 
So, yeah, and, and when you when you play backups, that's how people get hurt too. So, right. What do you, I mean? What would you do? Would you do the same? Yeah, I'm not. I don't think they've earned it. <laughs> is one way yeah, to put yeah, it? Yeah, that's but, a good way of putting it. Um, what I guess it's more important just that Trey gets reps with the people he's going to be throwing the ball to, working with, as far as you know, handing it off to getting reps with blocking, just being comfortable with the people around him. So those are very valuable reps that, yeah, I wouldn't um, – it's it's just not worth it to, to sit them. Right. Like you yeah. can't play scared to, you know, four injuries like that. That's not how your mind should work. Yeah, and I think the best the best thing you said there was like they haven't really earned that. Like, you, dude, we're like 10 and 8. Like let's let's go ahead and keep playing football and, and, and see if we can get a little bit better before we actually have to play really, 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 really good teams. And even the Rams, they're a really good team. So, yeah. And it's the fucking Rams and it's the division. And, and nobody in the 49ers building wants to help the Rams out. They may have clinched the, the playoffs, but they, the Rams will probably be still fighting for seeding. I guess there's a chance that they won't be. But Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to help them out and give them an easier path to success. So, I mean, that's the way I see it. And there, there could be a scenario where – that game against the Rams determines if the 49ers are playing the Rams in the playoffs. Seriously, yep. That's, you know, that's a good point. Or it could be Dallas. It could be the Buccaneers, whatever. Um, but, you know, I guarantee you Kyle Shanahan wants to play the Rams in the playoffs. No matter what happens in that game, he, he would like to play the Rams in the playoffs over, say, uh, you know, even though they're kind of volatile, over Dallas that just dropped 55 freaking points, whatever it was, 50 bomb on a Washington team that forgot how to play football. Right. And then nobody wants to face the Buccaneers in the playoffs. So, you know, and then there's uh, green Bay chilling up there, but they'll get that first round by. So have they, is that like locked in? It's not yet. Is it? Um, I don't think so. I think it's, I think they're one, one away. Yeah. Because yeah. Cause that would put them in a one, one win away from Dallas or whatever, but yeah. So without getting off track, yeah, I and mean, there's there's not a scenario where even if even if they do clinch this weekend, then I'm not just going into that into that that final game against the Rams with with all my guns loaded for sure. All right, bro. I think that does it, right? Yeah, I think so, man. We covered, we covered everything. It yeah, we it's we have to see it happen. Like right, <laughs> we can only go into the hypothetical so much. We can only you know project so much. We just have to see it play out, and then we can really dissect it from there. Right. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm freaking excited, dude. It, it's, I haven't, I haven't, you know, gotten this excited about a 49ers game in a while, you know, even though they've been good games and we've gotten to see the 49ers kick ass and stuff like that. Like this is, you know, we're getting to see Trey Lance with shit on the line and that's exciting. That I think is, this is a different level of kick ass. Yeah, it is for sure. For sure. Good old Trey Lance. All right. Well, all right, folks. KP man. Thanks for hopping on, bro. Of course. Always. Appreciate you, man. As always. Um, and then obviously, I appreciate all you guys out there listening. I appreciate it. Hopefully, you guys are uh, you're getting excited like I am. You know, it's going to be a long week. It's going to be a slow-moving week. Kind of like kind of like Christmas after Christmas, I guess. <laughs> um, is that? That game's after New Year's, huh? Weird. That makes it seem even further away. It like really we does. Have to get, we have to get past Another New holiday. Year's before that game. Like, it just... That makes it seem even further away. So... Um, but hey, the next time you hear from me will be after that game, Sunday evening, after whatever happened has happened. So uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your New Year's. Be safe, whatever you do. Um, please do not drink and drive. 
you'll get somebody killed. Do not do that. It's never going to be worth it. Um, but in, no matter what, enjoy yourselves. And, and I appreciate you guys for listening to Striking Gold. Uh, that's KP. I'm Rob, Striking Gold, and we are signing up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.